This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. rahim Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatan lil'alameen. Nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'ina wa ba'd. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him and to bless all his companions and to bless every single one of us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all goodness. Honored ulama, beloved brothers and sisters and dearest listeners, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having granted us the acceptance firstly to witness the month of Ramadan, secondly the ability to fast, Thirdly, the ability to stand in Salatul Taraweeh. And fourthly, the patience that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us in this month, in that many of us have work the following morning very early, but in this season we are ready to sacrifice in the evenings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the reward of that sacrifice. And at the same time, the last few nights of the month of Ramadan, Definitely much more spirituality, definitely far greater levels within ourselves. And we should be understanding that the last 10 nights are full of freedom from the fire of Jahannam, as explained in the narration of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's very important that we seek forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we ask Him to free us from the fire. This evening we ended Surah Yasin. I'm sure most of us would be knowing that Surah, if not off by heart, almost off by heart. And I'd like to hope that most of us know the meanings of the verses of Surah Yasin as well. And for that reason, inshallah, I'll only be going through maybe two or three points from that particular Surah. The idea is to move on to Surah As-Safat, which is the next Surah. In Surah Yasin, there is the story of the man the man who is known as a rajul i'm sure at the end or the opening verses we started with tonight waja min aqsal madinati a man came from the inner part of the city calling what was his call he said oh my people why don't you follow these messengers who are not asking anything material of you and i remember making mention yesterday that it's important for us to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this man Jannah as a result of him encouraging others to follow the messenger. What this means is whenever we encourage others to follow the correct path, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will safeguard us and our offspring, and inshallah He will grant us Jannah as well as a result. The barakah of calling others towards goodness is by the will of Allah, He will protect you from evil and He will grant you similar goodness. And if through the call of a person, someone else follows that which is correct, the caller receives the full reward of all the others who have taken heed because of that call. And this is why Rasulullah has the highest rank. One of the reasons is his ummah has the largest number. Another reason is all the goodness that every single one of us has comes from the Prophet and definitely he will receive a full reward for every salah that we read, for every bit of zakah we give, for every hajj we go for, for every fast that we maintain and so on. 
In fact, if you are to pause for a moment, if we had really, and I need to say this, if you close your eyes for a moment and think, when you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, you receive 10 rewards for every letter. We've already lost count. Not only you, the one who taught you also receives 10 rewards for every letter. Not only you read, but everyone that that person taught read. And everyone that that person taught, if any, any one of them have taught someone else, then the reward goes back two generations. And not only back two generations, but anyone who taught, the one who taught you will also have the full reward the moment you uttered that. And not only that, the chain goes all the way back to the Prophet ﷺ. So when every single one of us sit with a little Qur'an, and we only say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, if our reward was in electricity, there would be a huge explosion on earth. Because it's really it is something that would make us tremble if we are to think of what must be going on, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps a record of everything, my reward, the rewards of all my ustads and everyone who taught them, and so on, right up to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. This is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has asked us, he says, through you I wish to be the Nabi who has the largest number of followers. Naturally, when people follow him, he receives the reward automatically. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true followers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this man was granted Jannah and he says, when it was told to him, enter Jannah, just because of your call, قَالَ يَا لَيْتَ قَوْمِي يَعْلَمُونَ بِمَا غَفَرَ لِي رَبِّي He says, oh, I wish and I hope that my people knew Upon what my Allah has forgiven me? What was the point that Allah forgave me upon? Subhanallah. And look at what Allah has made me honored for. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to use us to serve the cause. In Surah Yasin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the blowing of the trumpet. The last day, He makes mention of the day of Qiyamah. That day when the hands shall speak, the eyes shall speak, the ears shall speak and so on. And He makes mention of Jannah and the people of Jannah and a little bit of what they will have. And He makes mention of hellfire. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the creation. He created the cattle and he also speaks about how he created myself and yourselves and how it is easier for him to resurrect. When someone creates from nothing, obviously that is something, meaning that that is the power of the creator. But when then later on they are decomposed pieces of that particular person's body, it's easier to now recreate. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. It's like an example, obviously of a much lower level, but to bring it closer to our minds, when we recycle paper, the process is easier than when you're manufacturing the paper at the beginning. So Allah says, don't people have brains that if we made them from nothing, then to resurrect them is a minor job. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deeper understanding. That is Surah Yasin. In Surah Al-Safat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of Many aspects of creation as well, commencing with the stars. He says, <laughs> He makes mention of why he created the stars. Two reasons mentioned here, there is a third reason that he mentions elsewhere. The first is to beautify the canopy over you, to beautify it. Imagine if it was just dark at night 
Allah says, we beautified it for you to enjoy, for you to study, for you to look at, for you to really take your time and consider how powerful Allah is. Then Allah says, also we use the stars to pelt the devils that try to cross the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in trying to go up to the heavens where they are not permitted to go. That is why when we see a star that we say a falling star in the sharia, that star is pelting a devil. We say, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم. And one of the third reasons Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we have created the stars as guiding factors for you by night when you are traveling. You have the stars. Nowadays, mashallah, we have a garment. But wait until that thing doesn't operate. Wait until you go to a road. When you come to Zimbabwe, mashallah, there will be roads where that thing doesn't take you. You need to know at night, if this is the star, I'm going to go in that direction. It's taking me north, mashallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goodness. Another way of doing it is sleep until the morning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really grant us. This is knowledge. Knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all sorts of knowledge and benefit us from the knowledge that He has granted us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the stories of the messengers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We sent to all the, the people, we sent to all the nations, warners. When they were arrogant by denying our message, look at what we did to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا إِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ They were destroyed. Why? Because when they used to be told La ilaha illallah, when they used to be given the message of La ilaha illallah, they became arrogant. If you recall, arrogance in the Sharia refers to two things, rejecting the truth and despising people. So Allah says, they rejected the truth. Because of that arrogance, Allah says, فَانظُرْ كَيْفَ كَانَ عَاقِبَةُ الْمُنذَرِينَ Look at how the ending of those who were warned has been. Look at how we have destroyed them completely. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَقَدْ نَادَانَا نُوحٌ فَلَنِعْمَ الْمُجِيبُونَ Nuh alayhi salam called out to us. And we are the best of those who answer the call. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those also who call out to Him. But these messengers, they struggled, they strived, they were tested with many tests. Many tests. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam's test. And Allah says, He tested him such that the test is called the great test, the clear test. When Allah says, when he instructed Ibrahim to slaughter his own son, Abraham may peace be upon him. And Allah says, when he was about to fulfill that command, Nadainahu, we called out to him, Ya Ibrahim, Qad O Ibrahim, you have fulfilled what we have asked you to fulfill. What you saw in your dream, the instruction of ours, you fulfilled it. And Allah says, That was indeed the clear cut test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He passed his test. 
Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And Allah says, after that, about all the messengers he speaks about, and after their sacrifices, and after Allah says, we chose them, Allah says, وَتَرَكْنَا عَلَيْهِ فِي الْآخِرِينَ We kept a good memory for him. And this Allah says for all the messengers, we kept a good memory and a good name for him in those who came after him. The same applies to Musa alayhi salam, Harun alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, their reputation was intact as the generations passed. MashaAllah, they remembered them all the time with goodness. Can I give you the goodness? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we raised your status. Every time they mention you, your status is raised. They mention your name in an intact manner. When we say Muhammad, what do we say? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon him. When we say the name of any other messenger, it is an insult. It is blasphemous to intentionally omit the words, may peace be upon him. Whether we say Jesus, we are not allowed to say that word alone. The name alone to us, if you omit the term, may peace be upon him intentionally, we consider it blaspheme. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. And Allah says, as a result of us sending peace upon the messengers, in that way, Allah's peace is showered upon us tenfold. So this is why whenever you say, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him. Allah says, and may Allah's, may my peace and blessings be upon you ten times more than that. Subhanallah. It itself is an act of worship. Because if we are not going to respect the messenger who brings or who brought the message to us, we will not learn anything. The same applies when an ustad, a teacher has taught you something, an educator has taught you something. Never forget it. Always respect your teachers. Otherwise, there will be no use of what you've learned. Nothing at all. It will be to your detriment than to your benefit. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the ability to respect those who've taught us. At least we pray for them, we make dua for them, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us good use of the knowledge that we have learned through them. So these are the tests Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we tested them one after the other. And Allah says, Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam, he was in the whale. I'm sure we all know that. He was in the whale. Jonah was in the whale. May peace be upon him. Allah says, listen to the verse, he had a quality in him, had it not been for that quality, he would have stayed in the whale forever. What was the quality? Allah says, فَلَوْلَا أَنَّهُ كَانَ مِنَ الْمُسَبِّحِينَ لَلَبِثَ فِي بَطْنِهِ إِلَى يَوْمِ يُبْعَثُونَ Had he not been from amongst those who constantly declared our praise and engaged in our tasbih, he would have stayed in the whale up to the day of resurrection. Amazing. Look at how Allah words it. This means that what helped him was the fact that he constantly declared the praise of Allah. Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhana rabbi al-a'la. We need to be from amongst those who praise Allah. Ta'arraf ilallahi fi rakhai ya'rifka fi shiddah. Get close to Allah, praise Him, remember Him. At times of ease, at times of difficulty, He will remember you. 
Allahu Akbar. When Allah says, cover your hair, you find some people, and here we are addressing the women folk, some of them decide, no, I can't do that. Then when we need, because, uh, because uh, we find a scorpion has bit us, may Allah protect us, we need help, we say, Allah, cure me. Allah says, but when I called out to you to cover your hair, then what happened? Now you need me, isn't it? Still through His mercy, He grants us cure. Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. We owe it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really, even if we remain in sujood, and I've said this many times in the past, our whole lives, it's not enough to thank Allah for what He has granted us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability, the ability to be thankful. And this is why it's important for us to answer the call of Allah. When we answer the call of Allah, when we raise our hands, we become VIPs. Allah listens immediately because He knows this person, whenever I've called, they've surrendered immediately. Now, when they call, what will happen? These are the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah says, Nuh alayhi salam called out to us, we answered the call. This one called out, we answered. This one called out, we answered. Because we tested every one of them and we found that they were from amongst those who were patient. Let's move to Surah Sad. A powerful surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the kuffar of Quraysh, the disbelievers at the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they knew that his message was very powerful and they couldn't attack the message, they had to attack his person sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When they knew that they could, and this is something that happens up to today, when they know the message is flawless, they've got to attack the messenger. Today they're trying to burn that message, not realizing that you will never ever be able to get rid of the message. Let me inform you of something. Every single time the kuffar and the disbelievers have tried to harm Islam, Islam has benefited more than a hundred percent from what they tried to do. If they try to extinguish the Quran, by burning it, it will result in a million plus people reverting to Islam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if anyone wants to engage in negativity against the Qur'an, it is Allah who will protect it. He says it loud in the Qur'an. We revealed this Qur'an, we will protect it ourselves. Allah says this. What did he do to the Kaaba? When the man from Yemen known as Abraha wanted to come up with the elephants, Allah destroyed him through little, small little swallows that threw pebbles from a very high altitude, destroying the elephants. The same Allah, the owner of the Qur'an, Allahu Akbar, it's his word. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows why what is happening is happening. Whenever they have tried anything, take a look at the cartoons. When the cartoons came up, what happened? More people were conscientized about Islam across the globe. The largest number of people ever to shift to Islam, to revert to Islam in known history was after September 11 in the United States of America. What happened? That's the word of Allah. Every time they want to extinguish Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word, Allah refuses. So many verses in the Quran. Allah says they want to extinguish the nur of Allah. Allah 
ولو كره الكافرون الله refuses except to complete that nur of his whether the kuffar like it or not may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that understanding so we don't need to respond negatively respond positively on the day that they want to burn the Quran each one of us should pick it up and start reading it those who have not memorized it let's undertake to memorize it on that day that's how we will protect it those who, have, who are memorizing it may Allah make it easy for you don't give up those who do not know how to read it, start learning how to read it. Those who've never looked at the meanings of the Qur'an, look into the meaning. These are opportunities given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The kuffar, their business is to try and extinguish the Qur'an. What is our business? They are doing what they are supposed to be doing. Are we doing what we are supposed to be doing? That's the question. We sometimes get bogged down to try and attack those who might be attacking the Qur'an, not realizing that we are guilty of ignoring the book itself. We as Muslimin are probably even worse off if we are using the Qur'an just as a show in the mantelpiece at home. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who can undertake to learn the message of the Qur'an. That is what we need and to put it into practice. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our doors. I spent a few moments on this because it is a current matter. It is a current issue and we need to learn something. By demonstrating and by burning this and effigies of what and what, we won't achieve anything. We need to understand, Allah says, we need to do something positive. I'm sure we've heard that. This deen has a God, it has an Allah who will look after it, who will protect it. We need to ask ourselves, are we part of the deen? If we are, we will be protected within the deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala there in Surah Sa'd makes mention of the allegations against the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They told him, This man is a liar. This man is a magician. He's a liar. He's this, he's that. They spread so many rumors and they began to say so many things about him. Their job was to spread the rumor. Allah says, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as they are spreading your rumor, we will grant you more and more power, elevation. Same applies to every one of us. Whenever people are bad-mouthing us or people are spreading rumor, that is the time you will feel your spirituality go up. What's the reason? Al-Hasan al-Basri explains it, rahimahullah, in a beautiful manner. He says the reason is, day and night without you knowing, your linen is being washed. Day and night without you knowing your sins are being washed by others talking about you. Subhanallah. So when your linen is being washed as you sleep, you're enjoying the snoring and Allah is raising your status. There are others awake, whether it's an iftar party. Very sadly, this is what's happening. The iftar moments are turned by the shayateen into a gossip moments. Sometimes we have salah in the masjid. Right outside the masjid, we've got a gossiping corner where we gossip. Sometimes we go and visit people. It's a gossiping visit. We are washing the linen of others. For what? And Allah says, not only will they wash your sins away, but they are good deeds. You get up after having snored. And mashallah, you've already given 500,000 rand zakat without ever owning anything. How? By people gossiping about you, spreading rumor about you. This is the level of the Prophet ﷺ. They spread the worst about him. That's why it's important for us never ever to engage in that which does not concern us. Never ever engage in it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. It's described also in these verses that when we come on the day of Qiyamah, each one of us will have to tackle our own issues. 
Allah is not going to ask us what happened to the man next door. No, not at all. Even if you died together, Allah is not going to ask you, hang on, you used to talk about him. Tell us a little bit more. What happened there? Never ever, not ever. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding and really may he open our doors for us. So when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard all these rumors about him, the people used to come to him and tell him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed the kuffar by telling the Prophet ﷺ, look at what they are saying about you behind your back. Then they come to you and they pretend like they know you and they are related to you and so on. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Isbir ala ma Bear patience regarding what they are saying. What will help you to bear patience regarding what they are saying? وَذْكُرْ عَبْدَنَا دَاوُدَ ذَا الْأَيْدِ إِنَّهُ أَوَّابِ and remember our worshipper Dawood, whom we had granted a lot of power, he was oft returning to Allah. The term Awab, the name Awab is a beautiful name. It is one who constantly returns to Allah, both in repentance and both in deeds. Constantly comes back to the straight path. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that quality. So Allah says, look at Dawood, we tested him as well. Look at Sulaiman, we tested him as well. They were patient. So Allah makes mention of one of the tests of Dawood. And Allah says, how did we test Dawood? Let me mention it in a nutshell. There were two people who came to Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam. And one says, Inna hadha akhi, this is my brother. Lahu tis'un wa tis'un na'jah. He has 99 sheep. And I have one sheep only. So he wants the one sheep. He says, look, you've only got one. I've got 99. You give it to me. You give it to me. And his speech, he is claiming the one sheep as well. And his speech is far more solid than mine. So, so Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam immediately responded and says, لَقَدْ ظَلَمَكَ بِسُؤَالِ نَعْجَتِكَ إِلَىٰ Indeed, he has oppressed you by asking you to, to give him the one in order to join it with his 99 solely because he's got all 99. And immediately Dawood alayhi salam made istighfar. Why did he make istighfar? He asked Allah's forgiveness. Ya Allah, forgive me. Ya Allah, I've done something wrong. What was wrong? Obviously, it's wrong for someone to ask for 1%. When, when they own 99% and there's 1% here and they're saying, no, now give it to me. I need it and I want it and I'm buying you out by force. It's wrong. So Dawood alayhi salam responded to say it's wrong, but immediately he fell prostrate and he asked Allah's forgiveness. That's why we fell prostrate this evening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from us and grant us the ability to repent in a manner that Dawood alayhi salam repented. What was his repentance about? He didn't hear the other side of the story and he passed a judgment. It was so clear, so apparent, he didn't hear the other side of the story, and he passed a judgment, he says, Ya Allah, this is wrong. I didn't even give the other man a chance to utter what he has to say. How many of us are guilty of passing judgment without knowing the other side of the story? Allahu Akbar. Here Dawood alayhi salam's test was this. And he immediately sought forgiveness and he fell prostrate. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we granted him so much. So much that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when Dawood alayhi salam used to make tasbih, Allahu Akbar, the mountains used to make tasbih and you could hear it. He could hear it with him. Ya jibalu 
الطير وألنا له الحديد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the, about the gifts he gave Dawood alayhi salam and Sulaiman alayhi salam. Allah says, when Dawood alayhi salatu was salam used to make dhikr, then even the mountains used to join in the chorus and the birds used to join in. Subhanallah. Imagine if you are saying, Subhanallah, walhamdulillahi. And you hear the mountains saying the same thing. And you hear the birds uttering the same thing. And you hear the other creatures of Allah uttering the same thing. Wallahi, that's a gift of Allah. Subhanallah. Look at what Allah gave them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We gave this to Dawood. David, may peace be upon him. He was powerful. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then makes mention of the test of Sulaiman. Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam was granted even more than his own father. He was granted even more than his own father. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted many children more than their parents. And a man would not like, there is an Arabic saying that's not coming to my mind right now, but it's there. That's why I paused for a moment. A man does not like to see others exceed what he has achieved besides his son or his son's son. Besides his own son or his grandson. And that's why the Arabic saying, مَا أَعَزُّ مِنَ الْإِبْنِ إِلَّا بْنَ الْإِبْنِ that you will not find someone more loved to a man than his son, or you will not find more loved than a man's son to him than his grandson. Which means the grandson of a person can become more beloved to the grandfather than the son himself, the man in the middle. And this is why you find the old men sometimes they play with their grandchildren more than they played with their own children. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Sulaiman alayhi salam more than his own father, Dawood alayhi salam. What was the dua? What was the secret? What is the key to the treasure of Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested him, Sulaiman alayhi salam made a dua. He says, Rabbi ghfirni, oh Allah forgive me. This is the key. The key is forgiveness. If we engage in istighfar, Allah will open every door for us. If we engage in Tawbah, in repentance, Allah will open every door for us. Try it. The problem with us, we think we haven't sinned, so why should we engage in Tawbah? The Prophet ﷺ never ever sinned, but he used to engage in Tawbah more than a hundred times a day. That's the key. That was the key. Subhanallah. Here is Sulaiman ﷺ. Before he asked Allah anything, he made sure the slate was clean and he made sure he was on the same page. If I can use today's language. A lot of us want to ask Allah, but we haven't yet repented for the sins we are committing right now, currently. Allah forgive us. So when you make a dua, firstly you start in a beautiful manner, and then you ask Allah's forgiveness. Before you ask what you want, Ya Allah forgive me, I'm a criminal, I've committed so many sins, Ya Allah. I repent, correct repentance, and Ya Allah, this is what I want. Now Allah says, you have it, straight away. Because you are now beloved to us. Allah just called out to say, I've forgiven you. This is the secret. Let's all engage in istighfar. May Allah forgive us this evening. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna. May Allah forgive us all. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Sulaiman says, alayhi salam, Rabbi ghfirni wa habli mulkan la yanbaghi li ahadim min ba'di innaka antal wahhab. Oh Allah, forgive me. 
and grant me kingdom that nobody else after me will have. Allah gave him. Grant me kingdom that nobody after me will have. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him beyond his own imagination. What happened? Allah says, we want to mention one, one gift from his gifts that we gave him. فَسَخَّرْنَا لَهُ الرِّيحَ تَجْرِي بِأَمْرِهِ وَخَاءً حَيْثُ أَصَابٍ We made the wind blow at his command wherever he wanted it to blow. Imagine. Today if any one of us here had power over the slightest portion of the wind, where do you think we would have arrived? Allahu Akbar. Sulaiman alayhi salam, part of the gift Allah gave him was the wind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he could control it completely. He had the power given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do that. Not only that, he could speak to all the animals, the creatures of Allah. He had control over jinn kind, all the different types of jinn kind that are in existence. He had control over them. And he could build because of that. Remember how we mentioned the palace of the queen of Sheba, which was brought instantaneously. That was Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam. That is a dua. And he says, You are the giver, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you know how Allah describes Sulaiman? The most powerful descriptions of a Nabi. Obviously there are descriptions higher than that of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but here we are speaking of the others. Allah says, Ni'mal abd, what a beautiful worshipper he is. What a good man, what a wonderful worshipper Sulaiman is. Who is saying this? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah makes mention of the same quality that his father had. He too was oft returning. He used to return to us often in tawbah. And he used to come back to the path always whenever there was a, a little error or whenever there was a slight bit of a blunder, he immediately came back and sought forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention still of the story of Ayyub. I won't go into the greatest of details, but I need to mention the story this evening. Because Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam was a Nabi who was tested the most in his own way. A handsome man, given everything by Allah. He had good looks, he had very good skin, he had children, he had a beautiful wife, he had so many children, he had lots in terms of material wealth. One by one, everything went away. And shaitan used to come to him and tell him, look, what are you calling people to do what? Look what it's doing to you. You'd rather leave this call. Just leave it. People are cursing you. You're telling people to turn to Allah and to do this and to let them do what they want. Look at what's happening to you. No one deals with you. There's no business. Your business is gone. It's over. Your skin is gone. Your health is gone. Your, your children are dying. One by one, they all died in the plagues. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he never lost hope. Ayyub alayhi salatu wasalam constantly made dua to Allah. And Allah says, we tested him up to a point. And after that Allah says, Inna wajadnahu sabira. We found him to be extremely patient, full of sabr, after we tested him. Imagine Allah is saying this about a man. That we tested him one after the other, after the other. We found him to be a man 
who's full of patience. Allah says, Ni'mal Abd, what a beautiful worshiper of ours. Innahu awwab. Allah says, He too was constantly turning towards us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant that to us. Then Allah says, We decided to cure him, to show him our power. Allah says, We caused a spring to gush forth when his wife had gone somewhere. And Allah says, He had to drink from it and apply. Just like the well of Zamzam, we have, mashallah. And this proves that water would actually be able to cure you. Sometimes when we are sick, the doctors say lots of fluids, lots of liquids, flush it down. Allahu Akbar. This, the water itself has a quality to cure. And this water was no ordinary H2O. It was something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says, almost instantaneously, his skin returned to the days when he was young, similar to that. And Allah says, and his business returned, and we doubled up his children. And when his wife had come back that day, she hardly recognized him. And he says, no, it's me, Ayyub. Allah has cured me. Subhanallah. You can imagine what must have happened that day. MashaAllah, the happiness in the home. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all happiness. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we chose them. What did we choose these prophets with? Allah says, Inna We chose them with a certain quality. A certain point. What was that quality? Dhikradar. They used to constantly remember the akhirah. They were constantly mindful of life after death. That is known as a dar. They were constantly mindful, conscious of the life after death. Allah says, that is how we chose them. And this is why the same surah, Allah speaks about Iblis and how Iblis refused to prostrate to Adam. Then Iblis himself says that, I will not be able to lead astray those of your worshippers who are mukhlas. Mukhlas, the same word is used, which means the chosen. Chosen to do what? To be conscious of the akhirah. Look at that. So if we want to stay, or if we want shaitan to stay away from us, or to be unable to harm us, we need to be conscious of the life after death. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us consciousness of him at all times. And the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, surah al-Zumar, inshallah, we will go through some of its details tomorrow. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the Qur'an, and how powerful it is. How powerful this Qur'an is. He, Allah says, Allahu nazzala ahsan al-hadith. Allah has revealed the best speech. It's the speech of Allah. There can be nothing better than His. Kitabam mutashabiha. That book which has similar verses. Kitabam mutashabiham mathani. Mathani meaning, that which is repeated often. There are verses repeated often, and we repeat some verses often, like Surah Al-Fatiha, repeated often as well. The skins of those who fear their Rabb shiver when they hear the verses of Allah. That's a quality. Whenever we've heard a verse of Allah and our skin shivers, that's a sign we have Iman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. Then Allah says, the skins tighten, the hairs raise, as we know, they stand. And Allah says, ثُمَّ تَلِينُ جُلُودُهُمْ وَقُلُوبُهُمْ إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Then the skins soften up, together with the softening of the heart, towards the remembrance of Allah. So that is the effect of the Qur'an, and its verses, and its power. 
that what it does, it softens up the heart. And Allah says after that, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ مِنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Destruction be upon the hard-hearted who do not remember Allah. Those who have hard hearts, whose hearts do not soften up, Allah says, destruction upon them, those who do not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are some of the words describing the Qur'an in Surah Al-Zumar, where the crowds are mentioned, inshallah, tomorrow. We'll speak about the groups of people and how they enter Jannah and Jahannam. Until we meet again, inshallah. Sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk.